0: Greetings, friends. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. It's October, the horror movie mega marathon. Uh, we're deep, deep into the uh, abyss of the horror genre, guys. 31 days, 31 pods. Before we get started with today's amazing episode, a little bit of business, guys. It's official. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash film alchemist pod, guys. It's the best way to help us grow the show it's the best way to make this show exactly what you want for as little as a dollar a month, guys, you can get into the community, start palling around, see all the cool stuff we're working on. As you go up the very scientific Highlander tier uh, ranking systems, you guys will be able to select movies that you want us to talk about specifically in a Patreon exclusive library. So this allows you to get exactly what you want guys. And we love doing that for you. It's, it's really been an amazing experience. We love our patrons so much. Thank you, patrons. And for those of you who are about to be patrons, thank you, too. It means the world to us that you guys show support. And it's helping us take these next steps that we've been uh, really working hard to obtain. So we 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 are on bended knee. Thank you, guys. Again, patreon.com slash film pod. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Film Alchemist. You can see video versions of most of our discussions there, along with some other cool stuff we've been rolling out. That's a lot of fun. We're trying to grow over there, guys. That's another way you can check us out. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, and you can find us on all the social media you're on. We're very easy to get a hold of, and we love hearing from you guys. So uh, feel free to, to throw us, drop us to the line, as the olds uh, old, uh, say, the olds, which I'm rapidly becoming a part of. Oh, right. Before I get really sad and existential about my age, let's move on. All right, guys, today we're joined by the great Rachel Reeves. You guys have heard her on this show several times. Rachel is amazing, and she is doing so much good work right now. She's writing everywhere. She is an official co-host of the Losers Club podcast, the Stephen King podcast. It's amazing. They're doing great work over there. Um, so for Rachel to to carve out a little time for a couple of dinguses like me and Alex I know means the world to both of us um, she's fantastic so today Rachel decided she would like to talk about a 90s gym which somehow I miss, man I couldn't believe it idle hands uh, horror comedy classic of the 90s I was one stunned I had never seen it and two stunned by how much I really liked it it seems like the kind of movie that wasn't gonna work for me a lot, and it really did um just a really exciting movie an exciting time to get a talk to rachel she is um I just love that rachel is she's just funny she always has really interesting little insights right she she's very knowledgeable about the movies that she brings on our show, so I always feel like I gain a deeper appreciation when we're fortunate enough to get sit down with her um she's just a really cool person and we're very lucky to count her among our friends and um as you can see she's a great great podcaster so again make sure to go find her podcast and all the writing that rachel does she's a great person you owe it to yourself to follow her amazing work uh we wish her all the best and thank her so much again for making the time it really does warm our our little black horror movie infested hearts all right guys again patreon.com slash pod go join us in the fight to grow this community follow subscribe all that good shit you guys know what it is 31 days 31 pods we're doing a lot this month because we love horror movies and we love all of you that do this journey with us every year it is truly our favorite thing about this podcast except for getting to talk to people like rachel so without any more of my blabbing idle hand. guys welcome back uh this is an exciting one our friend rachel reeves to the halloween mega marathon
1: hey guys Wee! so excited to be here and so excited to talk about this movie with you <laughs>
0: yes this is going to be a uh, a very popular selection i have a, a guest uh rachel would you like to introduce uh to the people who are new here uh what you're working on and where they can find you online
1: Sure. Yeah. So yes, my name is Rachel. I am a freelance film writer. Uh, You can find my stuff all over the place. Mainly uh, my main home is at Rue Morgue. You can also find me on Valingo and some other sites like Daily Grindhouse. And I've worked with Dread Central on some stuff. So all over the place. But uh, yeah. And then I'm also a official loser uh, co-host on the uh, the losers club podcast a Stephen King podcast so awesome thanks yeah we're on the bloody disgusting podcast network and it's a blast so many fun people there Uh, so yeah you can catch those episodes all the time dropping new stuff all the time so yeah
0: yeah you are very busy and all your stuff is awesome you do amazing uh writing about the the people who make music for movies often, right? That's how oh, yeah. I actually found yes. you. We connected over your piece about the Predator score, which I loved. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You are beyond amazing. Um, but I actually it makes a lot of sense when I think about your writing in that way. Why you chose today's movie. Would you like to introduce <laughs> why this movie?
1: Yes. So today we are talking about idle hands and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. It's just such a glorious time capsule. It's got, yes, like you said, soundtrack, killer soundtrack, and also a killer score. Yes. Killer music all around. The cast is stacked. It's so funny, so well executed. To me, it's just like, just so perfectly, genuinely, intentionally stupid that it's just (laughs) perfect. So can't wait to kind of tear it apart
0: (laughs) yes there there was something watching it because this is a strange thing right is i i know everyone who listens to this right and is familiar with us knows that i'm very much this creature of the 90s right that's where all of my defining moments occurred was in the 90s somehow i'd never seen this movie right a 90s guy who's an avid horror fan i had never seen this movie until you said you wanted to talk about it so this was a really fun experience for me because I had known it existed. I had heard about it. It was one of those, I'll watch that sometime. And just never did, right? Whether it wasn't on the streamers oh, I had or I just wow. never bought a copy. Um, And it was really wild to watch it today and just be like, holy shit. Like, Remember these movies? <laughs> uh, Alex, what was your experience uh, with Idle Hands?
2: Uh, I'm with Rachel. I love this movie. I saw this when I was... I saw this, I think, or like maybe a year or two after it came out, because like it was '99, so it's like the cusp of the internet mm. and learning what things are, without like having to like read a magazine. I think I might have read it in a magazine, <laughs> actually. Now that I think about it, like, yeah, I don't know. Either way, though, I was so stoked to see this movie because it was right. It like the it was like the third possession movie. I was like watching a lot of movies about like demonic possession. I'm Like, oh my god a movie with that Devin Sawa guy and and a, and a hand <laughs> teen heart drops
0: sawa oh yeah hand
2: that's possessed by the devil oh my god and there's that hot girl who has cool short hair and all these other cool things like it was all this like cool shit and then of course uh i think actually i might have read about it in a music magazine because they said that the offspring had a cameo in the movie and i was like and i like the offspring
0: they were they uh, were so crucial to slumber parties back then i remember getting the uh God, well, it had uh, pretty fly for a white guy, but it also yep. had. Um, I
2: think it's called Americana. Americana, yeah. Americana yep.
0: that's right. But they had the uh, the kids aren't okay. I think the song was called. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was one of those like really young things when we'd be at sleepovers, like playing Magic the Gathering, being like, "Yeah, man, no one gets us." <laughs> and, like so the was like a real. Turn on big pretty go. fly for a white guy. Nobody yeah, you know what I mean? you don't We are those. fly. We are cool as fuck. Uh, two oh, mana, geez. two mana. You know. What I mean? <laughs> but it was just this <laughs> weird fucking movie, and I think that's what what struck me about it because this is essentially like if you went to like a screenwriting like weekend workshop this is how they tell you to build a movie right title first come up with the title think of a catchy title and then you build out because the mechanics of this this movie i don't know exactly what's happening at any point in the film right like why does the devil or whatever spirit it may be imbibe this loser with the power i mean it's one of those like all right don't get too into it, but the idea of Idle Hands or the Devil's Workshop, right? And that that premise seems so rife. Like I can't believe that wasn't already a film, right? Yeah. How do you go from that little saying that all our moms would say, right? To this version of this film. <laughs> what it what do you think is the, the magic sauce about this blending of horror and comedy, Rachel?
1: Well, I think that the people behind it, the writers, the director, they knew what they were doing. They were writing about something that they were familiar with and they didn't take it too seriously and they kept it simple. And that really benefits this whole thing they had a really simple idea for these characters and yeah just like you said there's a lot of logic stuff that you just kind of have to apply the uh, the don't think about it rule yeah. and just like just you just you just don't think about it just yeah. keep going it's fine Everything's everything yeah, you're just fine like the here. devil works
0: in mysterious <laughs> ways absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah i think
2: because it's so weird like it is one of those things where like it's not even necessarily a don't think about it it's more like a I am so unconcerned. Like, oh, it's yeah. not a matter yes. of not thinking about it. It's literally like, I'm not concerned because I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. Like, yeah. this is so insane.
1: <laughs> I think it's... the comedy is so well done that, yeah. you know, the, they put the comedy before the horror, but they mm-hmm. didn't skimp on the horror. Mm-hmm. They understood the importance of that. And I think the director what's his name Rodman Flender which Rodman is also Flender. just the best name ever what a name but, yeah Jesus H <laughs> <laughs> I mean he he understood horror and he really like paid attention to both of those aspects so even though yeah they might have been leaning a little bit heavier in the writing on the the comedy angle they didn't skimp on the horror so it just yes. really marries the two just so so perfectly yeah
0: and that's a, I'm I'm again also really into horror movies right but I, I always find myself a little bit at odds with the community because I'm not an enormous fan of the horror comedy blend, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many of them end up not really being funny, right? Like they're not funny enough to exist as a comedy. And the horror almost gets in the way or is then somehow lessened to the the point where there's nothing really scary or reflective about the, the acts that are happening, right? It's just like being at a Gallagher show, right? It's jokes and like exploding <laughs> watermelons. And you're like, that's fine, I'll bring my tarp, but like it's not going to be memorable for me. And I think to your point, right? You see it right away in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. That's a really well laid out horror movie beat, right? This yeah. where's our son? Something's under our bed. I hear a sound. It's really well paced and played out. So I think you get right away because there is a bit of the comedy in this, right? Like, the moment you see Eldon Henson and Seth Green's character, I think it's one of those things, if you weren't, like, a young person in the 90s, you forget the, the just Armageddon-level impact that Kevin Smith had on movies for teenagers. Yeah. Because after Clerks came out, every movie had these stoner characters that talked like these kind of, like, Every movie had the people who were,
2: every Spencer. movie had the people who were waxing poetic about things that were absolutely meaningless.
0: Yeah, it's kind of and these that, like eloquiz- eloquent words in like the mouth of Rubes, right? Like they're just yeah. overly talking and everyone does like the uh, uh, uh like the, yeah. you know, sex joke and shit. <laughs> and so they're very Jay and silent Bob, but again, the actors are just so fucking good. So so I think right away, right, by the time that he leaves that basement to go chase Jessica Alba, you're like, they're really just leaning on all of these tried and true tropes of these kind of movies. But they're doing them all exceptionally well. So the the little rough edges, they don't they don't really bother you as much.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, that cast. I mean,
0: unbelievable.
1: This I mean, you think about the movies that were coming out during this time. So you've got like Scream and The Faculty. I know what you did last summer. Just these powerhouse of teen horror films coming out with these casts that were just so hot and fresh and like these actors that were just undeniably like just rocketing to stardom right and these casting directors at the time were just nailing it and idle hands did that really well they paid attention. And Seth Green, I mean, he was probably at the time, I could be mistaken, but out of the kids, he was probably the most famous. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Devin Sawa, child actor at that time, I guess he's still, you know. I was going to say
0: the teen heartthrob magazines would probably pull Devin Sawa. (laughs) Eldon Henson was only the bash brother from Mighty Ducks, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was the big kid who never grew. -hmm. And so he had to do like a 180 on the character he played, which I always thought was really fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, I had so many Devin Sawa posters on my wall. (laughs) Let me just tell you. We (laughs) all did.
0: Let's not play Koi. Yeah, let's not play
2: Koi.
1: Next, uh, Once you, you saw
2: know, Casper, you were like, oh, my God. Little oh, my giants? God. I, I mean, come
1: on. That's right. <laughs> He's right up there next to JT and Andrew JTT. Keegan. and Yeah. Oh, boy. You yeah. know what's funny? <laughs>
0: my friend actually uh, used to do some video editing work with Andrew Keegan. I'm pretty sure. Don't sue me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that guy's like a cult leader now. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Oh, no, that's true.
1: That's 100%. No, yeah, because my <laughs>
0: buddy was getting recruited, and I was like, I think you should not hang out with andrew keegan anymore? yeah no that's the thing they did but like a, we'd go to kegers and he'd it. be there and be like hey what's up man i'd be like hey andrew keegan from like my childhood like what are you doing here
1: Yo, and yeah man. i think he's
0: like a full-on cult leader now so yeah. that that's got to lower him in the heart
1: thrower. yeah devon saw has definitely come he's made a good comeback too yeah. so oh my that's
0: god nice.
2: this was like <laughs> that's right this was a this came out the year before final destination did so he's like right at the cusp of being Devin Sawa again because like yeah he did i think it was like casper and then now and then little giants was before all that giants, wild america like... was the one that everybody was like that was like the big yeah
1: that's that right. was the
2: big because i think that was him and jonathan taylor thomas to, together oh my god so, like 99 2000 is about to
0: hit. <laughs> like it's,
2: but you're right. It's interesting you say, it like, because this movie is not filled. Like, Devin Sawa is an amazing, you know, he's an amazing little heartthrob, but he's not like, it wasn't like they were doing, like, I know what you did last summer, which is Ryan Phillippe and Freddie Prince Jr., and uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, that is a movie about, like, that is a movie cast specifically. On sell, cheekbones. Sell cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just all cheekbones. We're selling
0: cheekbones and tank top people in that. This,
2: that's what <laughs> I love about Idle Hands is that that is actually why I like Idle Hands so much more than a lot of these because they lean so far into what I think is, yeah, like really good comedy mm-hmm. combined with like awesomely grotesque horror. Like some oh, yes. stuff that is just, some stuff is just like perfection. I've always like when Eldon Henson and Seth Green end up being the zombies, like their makeup, their looks are so great. Like that to me is iconic looks. Mm -hmm. Oh
1: yeah. There's some really incredible practical makeup effects in here and, you know, pretty minuscule computer, you know, CGI kind of stuff. Like a lot of it is really practical. And that's where I think that you see Rodman Flender in his, he, I've I've watched some interviews with him and it's like oh this guy's like a horror guy like this yeah. guy knows his yeah. shit and that's one of those things that you can tell like he made a point to really make sure like nope we're gonna have some really gross shit and it's gonna look really good
2: <laughs> yeah
1: and it pays off it I mean that it makes does. I mean that can make or break a film as we all know and it definitely helps really just seal the deal and give this one so much genuine heart and sincerity that is why so many horror folks nowadays are just having such a soft spot for it i think yeah right
0: well i think that's the thing again getting back to i i think the horror comedy often stumbles with this right but this is very much this feels like he's a student of evil dead right like you're getting mm-hmm. a lot of evil dead two vibes because that movie is held up amongst the horror community as one of the all-time greatest films ever made right because it is just this absolute blending of elements that seem like they won't work, right? You're doing this very intense wood survival, demonic, you know, power. And they just have this, like, goofball, Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin kind of guy <laughs> in the middle running Lovely. around. And it just feels like it wouldn't have worked. And once that movie came out, it it kind of broke the mold for the things that you could do. And I got to say, I, I've never really thought much about Devin Sawa in my life. Just kidding. Wink um but he was really good in this movie he's a really he's good exceptionally good with that because that's one of the things like early in the film i was like is this gonna work for me for 90 whole minutes him doing the uh, uh, like you know yeah i was surprised at how many ways he found to keep making that interesting and that oh, you yeah. know obviously that's also direction and this and that but I thought Devin Sawa was really fucking good in this movie and I honestly was caught off guard uh by the performance he delivered. What do you what do you think of Devin Sawa in this movie, Rachel?
1: Oh gosh, love it. He you know, his physical acting like Devin Sawa <laughs> the person, like his acting in this is incredible. Like he delivers so much and like you're saying it's not just you know, he's not just you know delivering the lines in a certain way, like he's so physically involved in selling it and selling it well that it actually makes you believe it, and it doesn't get tired, and the way that he's able to yeah find new ways to like <laughs> mess around with that hand and like have yeah. it drag him all over the place like That is incredible to me, especially at like such a young age. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know for like a teenager to do that. I get, I don't know how old he is. I assume he's a teenager, but it's, yeah, it's so great. And I mean, the character Anton himself, like, I think that the way that that character is written is just so perfect because feel like I don't know about you guys but at this time in the late 90s the way that teenagers and like these uh the MTV generation right like how these kids were perceived I think this is such a great embodiment of kind of societal stereotypes towards yeah. these angsty middle-class teenagers stuck in suburbia and that character really is just the epitome of that. And You and, like you, you you brought up the, the parents and so that very beginning scene when they set it up with those parents, you kind of see that. It's like, okay so they've got Fred Willard, right? Who's like... Classic. <laughs> classic, all-American, yep. like great dad. <laughs> this super cute mom. Connie and, Ray, so great. Yeah, this giant house. This like nice house, right? That's decorated, like very cute mom. And... But Anton... <laughs> is in the attic and it seems like he's the
0: Quasimodo guarding the house. Like
1: (laughs) He doesn't have to be in the attic. Like just kind of what you see of the house. It's like, Oh, there's plenty of rooms here, but he's choosing to live in the attic. Like he's choosing to like physically distance himself from the rest of his family because you know, that's what lazy teenagers do. Right. You want to just like (laughs) separate yourself, even though like he's got this really great family. I think that, you know, he has nothing to be angsty or bored about, but yeah. his life is actually just so privileged that he's just bored <laughs> with it.
0: <laughs> well, I love the beat when he falls asleep with his headphones on, right? And that's why he can't hear the slaughter going on. Well, yeah. we think, right? Later we find out that's not why. Um, But I love that the, he wakes up, takes the headphones off, and the music just kind of naturally goes into the Walkman. Mm-hmm. Or the Discman, right? So he switches, and he's like, oh, I can't go one second without my brooding music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, my angry, like, new metal. And I thought that was just such a – because to your point, it gets to this thing that was happening, right, where a lot of us, we were coming out of the greed is good 80s. Everything was good in the 90s, right? We had the dot-com yeah. explosion, and everyone's making money. We had a surplus in the federal-level government. Everyone's like, we're set, dude. We're killing this. Yeah. But teenagers are going to teenager, right? And they need something yeah. to fight against and be upset. I mean, this was something they talked about in that Woodstock doc, too. And it's one of those weird things living through it. I don't feel like that was ever present on our mind. We're just like, shit's hard for us. Like, we weren't thinking in a yeah. bigger level like that. But there is something to that. And the fact that this kid can't even go one second without his music, oh, you yeah. know, to get him through this, this pattern, I just I, – I really liked – the way this is played right and i think there, the way that this movie is also different to your point is that a lot of the the teenagers in these movies right like when you watch scream or final destination and this and that these look like 35 year olds yeah (laughs) like you know borderline like pornography castings right where they're just like they're so attractive and they're so muscly and you're like i went to high school and like even the buff guys it's like acne and like we're all mutants at that point, right? We're not like this. This felt like people I would have known, right? Even mm-hmm. the the character who's just working on his truck all day. I knew yeah. that guy, right? I knew the stoner friends, right? We all probably had a little bit of Anton in us. And so there's, there's something that is just so disarming about that, right? It feels very comfortable. And I love that about this movie. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I think that you're right about... Because, okay, so in the 90s it's like there was like this resurgence of like kind of 50s suburban sentimentality for that time and I think just so many kids I mean myself included like when this came out like I was 14 years old and I definitely felt this way too I it's not like okay I had you know I had everything Mm -hmm. like all the privilege and whatever but it wasn't that it w- I didn't want that. I didn't want that life. And I think a lot of teenagers felt that. And like you said, there was nothing really to like fight against. Everything yeah. was fine, but it was like, well, I don't want this. Like, I don't know what I right. want, but I know I don't want this white picket fence this suburban (laughs) lifestyle so instead this andy griffin bullshit
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: i'm I'm gonna be angry or i'm just gonna my way of rebelling is i'm just gonna sit in the basement with my friends and just waste this life that i have because i don't know what else to do with it so i'm just gonna get high and just sit here
2: (laughs) i mean i think that's what it is like those those sort of like 50s values so to speak the it was the it was like the nineties were that on steroids. Yeah. Like this, uh, like not only that, but like, because of television being what television became in the nineties, like you also have the, like the 700 club, the advent of like for like heavy for profit Christianity, like this kind of thing that like really pushed a lot of these values that none of us grew, like none of us necessarily grew it grew up with the way that like our parents might've. So what I love about Anton's character is of course, it's not even like a matter of like, oh, idle hands, you know, this kid got possessed, his hand got possessed by the devil because he wasn't doing anything. Well, He's idle like,
0: hand, his other hand was very busy as he reminds but us. But like, <laughs> his, but yeah, I know.
2: But like the like I the, the aloofness of Anton yeah. is what I think is the best like aspect of like the character, because I honestly think the first 20 minutes of this movie are absolutely flawless. Like oh, yeah. it, it's like Buster Keaton bits like Mm -hmm. nonstop but also it's just this it's a really really wonderful time like not time capsule it's a wonderful encapsulation of a character that we all kind of were because I agree with both of you like look I my parents were nice people we grew up like in these like developments and developments were being developed around us and it was crazy and I was constantly like why are there so many houses around here (laughs) Jesus Christ Yeah. and but that's exactly what it is like it's this like insulation that kind of starts to suffocate you so yeah like you end up finding refuge in other things and I, I mean it could be anything but anton's inability anton's choice to sleep in the attic and then anton's inability to give a shit about anything else around him particularly like yeah. when he shows up in seth green and eldon Elden henson basement they even be like yeah dude that's what you get for not coming to school for like two months or what?" However, like it was an absurd <laughs> amount of time yeah. he had not been in school and you're like oh my god like now those kids would be like hauled off to juvenile hall or like, I don't know, put in a home somewhere. It's it's a really, really fascinating It's a really, really fascinating way to introduce a character and also introduce just the general ethos uh of what of what we we were all experiencing at that point.
0: Well, just even something as simple, right? Is he has this life saving apparatus around his neck, right? An inhaler. <laughs> yep. And then you find out he doesn't need that, he uses it as a bong, right? Which lets you mm-hmm. know like his parents were probably these overprotective types. And did he really need that? And it's, and then even then, like one of the strangest horror beats of this is just the fact that this kid does not realize his parents had been murdered for, I mean, they make it seem like it's been like a week.
1: Yeah. yeah. He says, like, I haven't while. seen them in he says I haven't seen them like a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
0: that's insane. Right? Like just the thought of he's just existing in this world. And the only way he knows that something is afoot is he can't have his fucking cereal. Yeah. Right. And that they're just these really interesting world buildings. Right. And I do think there is something Lebowski like with this. Right. Which I remember reading about Lebowski. The theory was, what if we took just this everyday checked out in life kind of losery guy and Mm -hmm. put him into a Hollywood movie story where these bigger and crazier things are happening? And this actually worked really well in this movie, right? You put this man who's fighting the devil, and really his biggest thing is he's like, I just want to score with the neighbor girl, and I just want to smoke pot. Yeah. And there is something really funny about this, you know, ultimate battle of good and evil. We have like an RV druid lady flying around, uh, you know, adding gravitas. And it's Vivica
2: Fox. Yeah, she's awesome.
0: Choice casting. And that's what I mean, right? So So there's, like, this attempt to add this giant mythology to this, right? This is the ultimate battle, you know, as far as a lot of our ancestors are concerned and this and that. And we just reduce it to this guy who's like, oh, bummer, man. Like, now I got to dig a hole. And that it really is just amazingly doled out throughout the film.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And it's like he does have growth because but it's not, it's not like a crazy movie character arc, right? Like at the most, you know, once his, once he finds his parents dead, once he accidentally kills his friends, you know, and after he chops off his hand, like in theory, he could be done. And if he was really as checked out as he was, Mm -hmm. he would have just walked away, but he didn't. He went to the dance to save this girl. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like, while that's not like a huge thing it does show some growth on his part (laughs) and i like that that's like (laughs) Like, i like that that's pretty much it though and Mm -hmm. it's just just a little bit it does show that like
2: it's the right amount of growth like it's not this
1: no, it's true to his character. Like it's like a lot for him. It's like, oh, good job, Anton. You like decided yeah. to like get dressed and leave your house and yeah. like, <laughs> like thought you thought of others. Like you thought of this yeah. girl. You like you really do care for her. Like on some level,
0: it it is the slight it, step up, right? It's kind of the bookend, like Anton doing action scenes with him when he's like, can you please just bring me pot? And he's like, walk your ass over here, bitch. Like you can fucking come get your own pot. Oh, yeah. Does Anton, like, ugh, and, like, loaf across He doesn't the street? put on pants,
1: just walking right. through Right, so the they streets. tell us early
0: he'll do just the bare minimum to, like, get his little creature comfort, which later we find out his creature comfort becomes a girl who is exceptionally out of his league, which was also something that happened all the time in these teen comedies, right?
2: Again, there's a lot of wish fulfillment <laughs> happening in this time of our lives, I okay? Yes. And one of them is for sure jessica alba is like a hardcore punk rock chick who writes lyrics and you're like oh, i me yeah. i could be with that girl because i like lyrics yeah like it's like that kind of thing i'm like <laughs> I, I i thought the whole i thought the whole time like a girl that cool could be into a guy like me that's amazing that's an amazing thing that's an amazing wish fulfillment and i took that that's why I'm married now.
0: That's one of those <laughs> things in movies that I felt the opposite. Like there it is, girls in school. Like I, I felt ashamed. Like if I was in their presence, where I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like okay. I'm just sorry. Like we, we are not in the same zoo. <laughs> like I'm <sighs> out of here. Classic we, Griff.
1: Okay, so while we're while we're on this subject, I do have to say, this this character, this character of Molly, is literally the only thing that keeps us from being a five star movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. Walk us through it.
0: Right, besides well, the I'm obvious like besides the obvious right <laughs> all
1: right so Jessica alba I mean she's stunning like perfect as far as like the look for this film sure great girl next door I love it when she rides up on that scooter or the bike or whatever and they you know she drops her notebook like everything leading up to it is so great mm-hmm. but then when he finally interacts with her she's such a ditch like you want her to be this yeah. like this like teenage punk rocker right yeah but she's yeah. not like she's so ditzy when and she immediately is like oh you got my notebook cool like you want to hang out like it's so yeah, yeah. like what are they like, like dream girl like pixie dream girl that kind of yeah. story well, like it was
2: this it is this rose-colored glasses i'll agree like watching it this time I was like oh god like i probably it' been like you'd spend like five minutes with that person and be like I gotta go. Oh, like,
1: and it's just like—I don't know—it's just a very shallow depiction, I think, of yeah. what she could she could yeah, have, absolutely. Been. She
0: should they, have been. And they like, make her wear a lingerie angel costume to yes. the high
1: school party. Yeah.
0: Like, come on. Yeah, and,
2: and she should have been this yeah. like hardcore. She should have been you like want this her hardcore, to be a little more tsunami bomb. Uh, yeah, you want her you to know, be she's all that, skate right? Girl.
0: That's what yeah. you want. You want her to have um, some she's all that quality, right? She knows like she has value. I hate
1: about you, like a little yeah. Julia style, little like, Julia style. Yeah. yeah, like she just she doesn't have a lot of depth and like the no. agency that they set her up for. She no. ends up just kind of being a caricature of like this ideal yeah. personification. Maybe this is a shot
0: at uh the punk is dead thing that was going on with the 90s and green day right maybe they're like there are no more real punk i'm i'm (laughs) saying i saw the shirt i don't agree (laughs) dookie is one of the seminal albums of my life i love green day dearly but i remember going to the store to buy green day cds Mm -hmm. and like the snobby shit you would hear Oh, like, yeah, I got that's made, not real punk. or you'd go to I War- their- yeah,
1: hard in high school. So I graduated yeah. high school in two thousand and three, but I was a huge green Day fan, like all through high school. And this was like, before American Idiot, before they really mm-hmm. made their comeback, and I got made fun of, like, oh, yeah. oh Green Day, like they're so old, like oh my god, like sellouts, like why do you even like them anymore? That's
2: th- this is that's <laughs> always like the in the it's funny too. This movie is like laden by the way with a lot besides like the offspring the the burger lounge kid who gets kicked off the stand is tom DeLong. yeah like, yeah. like <laughs> blink 182 this movie is laden with music references and that kind of shit but yeah i remember i i never understood like selling out is exactly what every band is trying to do like oh, the yeah. entire time it made no sense to it's, me when i was younger And i'm like yeah. isn't that cool
1: yeah Are you no, supposed it's one to of do the that?
0: most <laughs> tiresome debates that like i thought would disappear as i got older and it doesn't like, we yeah. still have these stupid fights. It's because... No, now it's so much worse. I think punk was the music of Outcast, right? And he became, like, an armor, and then you don't want to see the cool kids who already have everything right? Take your yeah. music. Well, you I know, mean, it, it's the uh, God-shouldn't-give-with-so-many-hands theory, right?
1: Yeah. And the Offspring are playing a Ramones song at the dance. So yes. I think, I mean, there's something... there's something. To yeah. It, but sure. even yeah, then, like,
0: to your point, right, the, the sex scene between <laughs> them is really that. the scene where you're like... <laughs> Come on, you got to give Jessica Alba a little more to do than this, right?
1: Okay, but I got to say even tell you when he's what, on the
0: edge of like killing her, she's like, oh, "Oh, oh,
1: oh." The most unforgivable line is when he like grabs her ass like really hard. And yes, oh it's like God, the, pos- it's, the it's the possessed hand, but yeah. he like he doesn't he's literally never talked to this girl and he's in her bedroom and the hand grabs her ass and she's just like, Ooh, yeah. Like, oh I like I, I she likes it and it's like, okay, you yeah. had no consent to just grab this girl's ass. Does and,
2: not age well this moment. No, I think like, I think her
1: motherfucker actual
0: motherfucker line is, him. uh I didn't think you had the guts or the balls yeah, to grab like me that. like that. And it's like
1: Yeah. No no what? no. Like, do not <laughs> do not endorse this behavior. Yeah.
0: Think of all the poor ladies that got <laughs> their ass grab because of little teenagers who saw this movie yeah,
2: like, oh, uh yeah just i just do agree
0: it. no. it's <laughs> it's it's weird because i think she is gives a serviceable performance she's doing the best she, she can but she is just yeah. forced into this yeah. she's not kind of jessica the best rabbit sock, yeah
1: yeah I, I yeah
2: i mean
0: I the, the best material it is
2: it. given to literally everybody else in the movie
0: but it sucks right? too because we're doing the movie about the stoners and the weird heavy metal guy in his truck this isn't the movie that needs the you know classic bombshell i have nothing to do except for full late the leading man like that's yeah. not this movie yeah. right no, you I could agree. have I, had a really cool you could have given her more to do for yeah. sure yeah
1: she i could agree have with been... you that
0: is kind of a bummer
1: that's that's my one thing. Everything about else about this movie, I think, is perfection. I just wish she hadn't been quite is weird. such a damsel in distress and a little bit more, just a little you know rough around was the interesting?
2: Edges. Well, the first time I watched it, because I knew because she had the lyric book and all that stuff. I actually was under the impression up until she put on like that weird lingerie thing. I thought she was going to be the like band playing at the dance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I thought that, I, too.
2: I, I like the first time I watched my like, oh cool and she'll play at the dance that'll be cool and then it's the offering, I'm like also cool but like for less good wildly because yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why she writes lyrics now
1: yeah it's like they, they just set her up and I think it just kind of it's like she she trips a little bit and it's just it's well, a little sad
2: it's like one of those I like it's one of those like uh, I hate to put it this way it's one of those male movie maker things like girl girl Girl, there's a girl in the movie. There's a girl no, in the movie. Hey. I think we'll be okay. We
0: have to and take this even a step further because I just remembered how much I was appalled by the scene where Eldon Henson is just making out with this girl for no reason. They don't <laughs> acknowledge that he's covered in dirt. He has to smell horrible, right? He's a yeah. decomposing corpse full of fucking burrito sauce. And this girl is just like, he's really interesting. And like, yeah. just is making out. And I was like, Come on! I mean, this is something that we did a lot back then. So it yes. would—I think—if I had seen this young, that wouldn't have even registered. I just been like, "That's hilarious!" Oh, totally. I'm glad he made out. But it is really weird to watch some of that uh play out
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you do any it's... googling about jessica alba in idle hands and it's just there's some really funny like oh god she's so uh such a perfect oh god like it's, i i understand like from a sure. young male perspective it was a critic like crucial sexual it awakening was. character however just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways no yeah nothing against jessica alba i, I think can't imagine great.
2: being younger though in her like i don't know that <laughs> sexual Strange. awakening character i mean that would, they, make, they, that is that would honestly make me feel so bad about myself assume, if this though, was like my sexual awakening character who was a
0: teenager at this time though we had already had that with jessica rabbit you yeah. know what i mean like that is the one every guy my age if you just mentioned jessica rabbit those were, like, were the oh, those shit. were the ones man yeah like, it was jessica rabbit and Baywatch. that was like the two things that everyone my age it was like when i was like oh. like i remember like getting barbed wire on vhs because we just thought that was oh pornography like these I are mean, like it's pretty close i mean see. yeah <laughs> it's as close like, as it can come without <laughs> being yeah. any fun it's a really weird movie <laughs> someday we'll talk about barbed wire um I'll i come did. come back don't add... don't
1: call me babe, don't call <laughs> me babe.
0: <laughs> we'll do a barbed wire tank girl double the
2: pod watches almost <laughs> porn Yeah,
0: <laughs> almost um i did want to talk a little more about some of the effects in this movie because the kills in this movie go hard. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, What were some of your favorite kills and how they were, they were used in the movie, Rachel?
1: Well, the thing I like about a lot of the gore and the kills in this is how for folks who are big horror fans, you're going to catch some of the nods. And at the time when I first saw this, uh, you know, renting it on VHS, this was kind of early in my entry into horror didn't Mm -hmm. catch them but now you can kind of catch some of the influences which i just think is just so cool so like when anton is following Peanut down into the basement and he like holds up the spade and it's a whole you know night of the living dead nod um and then he ends up decapitating him i always think that's great and just the way that the head comes off i just think that it's executed really well and then I mean the bottle to the head of Seth Green, too, just those two that's characters it's so great yeah
2: it's my my that's the bottle to the head is my favorite gag like it's so well done too, <laughs> yeah. like and it's just it's never and this is like the crazy thing it's so good, it's never distracting like that is I think probably like the key for all these like makeup effects, and even Eldon Henson like carrying his head around and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, those bits are not distracting me from the rest of the movie. And yeah. I think that is like really key and really fascinating about the movie in general is like, I'm never distracted by the level of gore. No. In these, like when he cuts his hand off, oh. even then, like, and they like throw the hand in the microwave, which I always is my favorite is like bit. That the is so fucking cool, man. It is so cool. It's awesome. And it's, and it's by the way, fucking hilarious. Like I literally was like, I'm, it's one of those things. I'm like, I should not, be, But I'm not distracted by it. It's just it's plot driven moment, So I'm like totally into it. And that I think yeah. is so that I think is what's so unique about Idle Hands as a horror comedy is nothing's distra- nothing's detracting from the mo- story moving forward. All of it feels like this weirdly organic thing. And even the effects like that are really organic to the scene and to the plot itself. And I mean, yeah, all of them are just so
1: And it it fits the character too. Like you talk about throwing the hand into the microwave. What I love about like all the actions that happen between these, you know, these, especially the three boys and them at the heart of this, yeah, everything they do makes sense for those characters. Like it makes sense that Anton would throw a hand in a microwave and just leave it. There and just be like I'm closing this and don't ever open the microwave.
0: Yeah,
1: like that's his logic. (laughs) I've defeated the devil. Yeah, like that makes sense in his head and it makes sense for the character. So that's why it works so well. I
2: love how that scene starts with that bagel slicer and like, yeah, it's it. it, Honestly, it's like such like a cheap bit, but you know it's going to happen. And like, honest, I I was just like, oh man, I remember my parents bought one of those. It was the stupidest fucking thing because it never worked. Yeah, like. That is such a great bit. And you're like, yes, like, give me more of that. Like, it's like a perfectly <laughs> organic sight gag for it to yeah. work in this movie that shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be that low hanging fruit, but it's so good. The like, electric it's such a knife. Bit. That, like, electric oh, knife.
1: That's like, an but evil, but dead. Do, yep. evil, evil dead. Yep. Evil dead. And then he does a te- Texas Chainsaw reference. But yeah. then he like. Also, it's like, oh, it unplugs, but they don't think, oh, Anton could just come closer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just, it's, it's not like you yeah. couldn't use it. He just has to come over a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, even that one when they're just like, because there's some kind of like heaven zombies and they're like, we'll go get antiseptic wipes and band-aids. And he's just running off carry. It's just, it's just fucking fun, man. Yeah. yeah. It, and I think, honestly, see, I don't even know that I feel like it's very organic, like you're saying i i personally have always been of this belief right now having seen this that it feels like they saw seth green and eldon henson and they're like we gotta put these guys back in the fucking movie or that someone in the effects department's like oh yeah we got a ton of other awesome shit we want to do oh, because yeah. for the life of me i don't understand why they're in the movie after the death right it's really this kind of awesome moment of this stoner kills his friends and it's, it's just brutal. Right. And like yeah. even peanut when he's running well, up the stairs, like, it's going to
2: be okay. Movie you're describing is super depressing. Yeah. If you go, <laughs> but that I'm church. saying
0: you still could have kept it comedy, right? He still had the next door neighbor. There was still the Druid lady and the girlfriend. They had other characters to play with, but to bring these guys back as these zombies that where are they? Co- I mean, there's like a weirdness to the story, right? This is a story about, a uh, uh, an idle hand, right? A loser's hand gets filled with the devil, as we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. What the, f- the, the zombies like just not his parents didn't come back, but just, they, it just feels like someone was like, these guys are money. We absolutely oh, yeah. need them back. Well, in yeah. this Yeah. I mean,
2: there's no reason to cast them if yeah. you're not going to use them. Like yeah. that's but, the whole I mean, point.
0: That's what I think is really fun going back. They weren't even them yet. You know what I mean? But like see, now they're,
1: but like they're at pretty
2: that point, stars. I think Seth green, cause Rachel, I think you're right. Seth green, I think was on Buffy
1: yeah and then. When what? Uh, yeah, i'll have to look up his i don't remember his
0: he pops up in a lot of shit in this era he was like, always he was one popular, of the background kids yeah. he
2: was a popular 90s kid he was on a lot of the like T- he was on a lot of the tgi friday shows yeah uh, feel like his he was i feel like he was probably in an episode of oh he of the Dark. was
1: in austin powers before this that's yes. what it so, is. Scotty. And he was in <laughs> and can't Scotty hardly wait evil. Can't yep. hardly wait.
2: Yep, yeah, of course. So yep.
1: I think that those two, I think, really just... He was
2: one of those guys. Yeah, yeah that's
1: like true. I, it was, like, at the perfect time for him. And then, yeah, just him and Eldon together were just so good. But, yeah, I love the reasoning behind why they did come back is just because they didn't want to go up the stairs yeah. to heaven they were just, just like like, <laughs> like oh, nah God. not yet I'm, so not just go back <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck that.
2: that actually is one of my favorite lines in the movie <laughs> where she's like we saw that light and these girls were singing just like It's so far. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's it. That's all it takes to be a zombie in this world.
0: Yeah, it's Uh, it's so strange, man. And then even the druid lady—they just never really explain. They're like, we're a secret order of nuns, and we just keep passing this down.
1: Oh man, driving
0: around in RVs, and it's
1: literally one of my (laughs) favorite. One of my favorite things. Like the first time I saw this movie, and she's like looking at the map, and she's like, okay. These oh here. yeah oh, and that. then she connects she connects so them great. into the pentagram oh and God, she's just yes. like holy shit and i'm like this is perfection
0: yeah yeah well also it's like if you had that couldn't you have had your rv closer to where the fifth thing was gonna be like what are you doing
1: it's but like, then it's really? like she's like, like an
0: rv lady she probably is starting to think she's insane right she's like i've been on this mission for my whole life Uh, i just love it just awesome man (laughs) just fucking funny
1: she's perfect she just injects. so good she injects the whole film with like so much mythos even though it's pretty thin (laughs) as far as logic goes like it doesn't matter like she's so great she's so hot she just brings that extra little bit that they have to give as far as like how do you defeat this hand? Like, what is this hand? Why did it go after Anton? Like, even though some of those things, it's like, oh, just because he was lazy. Oh. So it found him. Like, whatever. Mm. Yep. I guess
2: so. Honorable mention great effect is that withered hand on that guy in the jail. I've always loved yes, that shit. That, was that awesome. is a cool, that is a cool bit, man.
1: Yeah. I, the, I've yeah.
2: always dug that.
1: how it just moves on like okay like he's he's stuck in jail like there's no more evil things i can do now like i gotta find somebody else
2: the devil's possessed like well i guess i'm in jail now who gives a shit Yeah, this
0: blows yeah there actually is something really cool about the decision to chop the hand off and have it go rogue right oh yeah and there is this it feels like a lot of movies that deal with this right the demon or spirit or whatever is there to take over and crush and you know, defile you, make you lose your immortal soul, that kind of thing, right? This very battle within thing. And the thought that this one is just a demon that is willing to just reside in the hand only, (laughs) right? And then when it it gets its user, it's already taken the life, right? This kid's life is ruined. He's already spread anarchy and, you know, mayhem everywhere. When he gets Anton to chop his hand off, it feels like one of those where the demon's like, I did it i achieved my goal
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the demon to go on right the hand to fly out of the microwave and then go terrorize the prom i actually just was baffled by that again i <laughs> this was the first time i've seen it so i haven't fully processed i was like wait what
2: i like, like it when it sharpens its fingers that the, part was awesome yeah.
0: because i think all of us thought about doing that what is this weird but at one time I was like, "What would happen if you stuck your?" It's hand? not weird. I thought about it too. It's so cause I, you're like my little finger could almost it like know, always yeah. was in my mind, and I of course never wanted to. Do it. But I just thought it was it's a weird choice. Why make that choice, Rachel? What do you make of this? The hand still having business.
1: Oh, I mean, it's just that's what it's like. Its a, goal is just to create chaos, right? To do the right. devil's work, you know, yeah. to do this devil's, but just. Cause chaos, and it's great to rip the scalps off of the lead singer of the Offspring. <laughs> that's
0: right you got to keep that scalp separated trying
2: to prevent him from going to woodstock 99
1: (laughs) i guess yeah it's it's so good and like i it's just one of those things where i don't know why it's choosing to go to this high school dance maybe because it's a large gathering of kids but Mm -hmm. i don't care like it's so fun (laughs) and it's the perfect setup and perfect setting because that's the other thing about a lot of these, you know, late 90s movies and stuff. Like, you got to have a party scene. You got to have yeah. a dance or a party. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. <laughs>
2: you got to get all the kids in one place so they can all uniformly agree never to talk about it again. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if Carrie was a shriveled up microwaved hand? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it's just this really weird bit. And I think it's a strange choice because... I think most of the comedy in the film up till now, right, comes from either Devin Sawa doing the, you know, Mr. Hand puppet thing or yeah. uh nub or I forget what Seth Green's character is, right? Um, but those guys walking around as zombies, right, trying to fit into this world where they're not supposed to be. And so to make the choice to just cut that off and then do this kind of monster hunting riff, I thought was – kind of interesting, and it's the first time in the movie, I think it's almost an important narrative beat, because it separates the evil, mm-hmm. so that we can try to let Anton, to your point, have a slight heroic jaunt. Yeah.
2: You want to give him a shot at being a hero? I think I I, I like that the dance pretty quickly turns into, yeah, like a Monster Hunter thing.
0: Oh, I mean, we're just doing, like, classic, like, they're crawling through comically oversized yeah, vents, right. and we're in different classrooms, and yeah, it's it's just... A literal them down at that point. Yeah, you know it works really well.
1: It's funny, and maybe you guys know this. So there, there was actually a different alternate ending.
2: Yes, so I did know that
1: they filmed, shot like pretty much like you know seventy percent completed a whole other ending that was super dramatic, involved a swimming pool there was like tiles <laughs> popping off the window like off the walls like and she hysteria. was like gonna fall
2: into yeah they're like the like, literally, circle, 7 like, circle of hell yeah
1: gate of hell opens and you can see this like it's out yeah. there it's, on, um, it's online what and yeah. there's like this whole other <laughs> big dramatic scene and they decided it was too much and i love that they like went to yeah. test screenings and they're like it's too big.
2: It like it's... shifted the narrative so far in the opposite yeah. direction. They all are like, it doesn't fit the rest of this movie like at all.
1: Like it, yeah, it's not what would happen to these characters. It's not true to what you know they set up in all the other stuff leading up to it. So they <laughs> redid it and just simplified it and ended yeah. up you know getting the hand stoned and it's. <laughs> so dumb that's another
0: one of those like where are the receptive so lungs great. and
1: yeah but it's just it's fucking so funny. great but it's so perfect and it makes oh my God, really sense
2: the lungs, that's what you're focusing on here <laughs> here's
0: what i'm saying you guys know i watch movies a little i i literally break it down watch a little movies too very much at times, right and there is something very anticlimactic and and nay boring at this end part for me a little bit where it's like, we're just kind of going through the motions now. Right. It's all pretty mm-hmm. well written at this point. But what I think the movie's done so well is that they've just shown you time and time again, they know where they're going to go that even in the ending, they choose where they're like, let's pare it down to the basics. Let's not get in our own way. Let's just let these characters be fun. We'll throw fucking blood everywhere. We'll do a car smashing bit and a high school, whatever. Right. We'll do the car, ber- like the, transformer bong or whatever yeah and it is it's one of those i just look at it on paper and i was like that is a pretty anticlimactic and sad way to end this this movie but i think they they just constantly are like trust us you're in good hands right good hands not (laughs) devil's hands and they're like you're in good hands we know what we're doing and it's it's probably i would imagine it's pretty rare to just bank on the just pared down kind of a little more dull ending and it I feel like it does actually work. I do wonder if you got all metaphysical at the end, if that'd be something that you wanted at the end. I, of no, I think it works. Idle hands.
2: it's in theme. It's in theme with the movie. <laughs> unfortunately, they did cut out the scene where they break down the skeletal muscular and uh, circulatory <laughs> systems for
0: the, um, here we go for the hand itself. Here we go. So that's fine. Unfortunately
2: that got cut from the fi- That was that, that's on the cutting room floor. We'll never, I mean, we'll my theory that, was
0: but, that the devil was pretending to be stoned Alex. So I, I had explained it away already. I didn't oh, I need your it. little oh, okay, snarky cool. fucking Richard Dreyfuss and Jell's diatribe, but thank you. For oh, me. no, no. I'm just I, I, I'm just
2: <laughs> letting you know that was something they cut from the film. I'm trying to the, eject a little. What's the Wes Anderson-like breakdown <laughs> of the skeletal structure of the hand?
0: <laughs> Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson's idle hands would be a high on my list. Oh, of God. High, like, Just <laughs> oh, Bill Murray's the, the hand. and This is how the hand works. <laughs> yeah, Jason Schwartzman's over there. Lots Tilda of pastels. Actually, Tilda Swinton would be the hand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love Love that,
2: but no, I mean, I, I think I I get your point. It's a,
0: it's a good way to kind of wrap out the end of this discussion though. Right. Is that this is a movie that feels like it's constantly about to fail you. Right. As I watched it almost every couple minutes, I, in my mind, I was all right, this is it. They've shot, they've shot their load. Like this is it. There cannot be anything else to glean. from the fucking stoner who has the devil in his hand joke right it's a movie built on a title that leads to one joke and every fucking couple minutes i just kept saying there's no way this is going to make it another hour and 20 another hour another 40 and it does and it fucking Mm -hmm. flies by and it just always defaults to fun but to, to rachel's point they really nail the horror stuff. So you don't feel like you're being cheated out of both genres. Yeah. Like some of these movies I agree. do. I, I was honestly super impressed. I could not believe yeah. how much they got out of this one sight gag.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It
2: It's a really interesting and really fascinating way to make a horror comedy. Like there's no doubt about it that I think, I mean me personally, that I think it works. Um, and yeah, I think that the I guess you'd say less climactic ending makes more sense to me and like also has a better. And yeah, we go out on a joke and like, quite frankly, if you're going to make a horror comedy, why would you not go out on a joke? Like, that's just, you know, getting the devil hand high and then, you know, killing it is just like you're one of those things. You,
1: it's just it's, just su- want- it's super self-aware and it's and it's it's
2: so stupid like that's like the thing is i think it's like it's so (laughs) stupid that it works
1: because yeah it's self-awareness and it subverts what you expect like the other ending that that they filmed that's what i think people expected yeah and when they got it it was like yeah eh, i don't know it was okay yeah but like by giving you what you kind of don't expect it actually ends up working more like when they actually do kill the hand and it just kind of goes
0: poof yeah <laughs> and
1: seth green's character is like that's it it's like
0: yeah it's actually <laughs> where's really the hell funny yeah because
1: you expect <laughs> it you expect it to do something you expect yeah. it yeah. to explode or scream or something but they don't give you that and yeah. i think that that's really funny and i think that that's really smart and yes. i'm so glad they went that way the other ending's cool like definitely check it out because it's kind of fun to see it i now, absolutely am but going to yeah I 100% think that they made the right choice. And it's cool that the studio backed them and brought the writers back and they did it the right way. And I think that's super rad.
2: It delayed the release of the movie like six months. Oh, and it was some crazy amount of time.
1: Which also, this is a really tragic thing. I mean, on multiple levels, because of this, when this movie was released, it was released 10 days before Columbine. So it came out and then Columbine happened and it really just you know the atmosphere in america changed and the conversation yeah. around teenagers and violence on tv and was changed on a national level and this yeah. film unfortunately got kind of
2: tie, yeah. tied tied into the, that mix yeah. yeah and i think that that's it is one of those like movies that we'll watch it you know like that's always the thing is like especially at that time in our lives, like everybody took everything at face value. Mm-hmm. Like Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson's the best example of this. Like everyone takes, everyone took Marilyn Manson at face value. And like him, he's the reason all these kids are the way that they are. And like, Idle Hands is a great example of like taking something at face value. Maybe like, Oh, a kid's hands possessed by the devil. Yeah. All I need to know is the premise. And I know oh, it's yeah. bad. And it's yeah, like, exactly. that's not what this movie is at all. And right. like, if you're like, again, it, yeah, it was one of those things that is just like a victim of circumstance, and there's yeah. no. And
0: well, it's, it's just it's I hard. That, I mean, that was a a earth shattering event yeah. in our lives, right? Like I remember being in school and seeing all that, and it was one of those. It felt, I mean, you I, got sent I home. it's hard to even explain what that was like because now it's unfortunately so fucking common. Yeah, but I remember, like, even at a young age, that was one of the first news stories where I took pause and I was like, "What? What the fuck?" And mm-hmm. it, you know, I mean, that just happens sometimes to me. I remember I was working at the movie theater when the uh, the first ever Spider-Man trailer came out. Mm-hmm. And it had the uh, catching the helicopter between oh. the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. And then 9-11 happened and we had to pull all of our, you know, disc or VHS, whatever they were back then. They pushed yeah. the movie. They had to, you know, and that, that shit just happens. But I think yeah. what is good is because, again, I, I think Rachel said it. And that's how that's how I remember this, right? It's a movie where... Everything is showing, you know, the face card showing. I'll say stupid, but yeah. I really think Idle Hands is anything but stupid. I mean, it's it's really right. clever in its construction, and it's it's very obvious in its love for you know both horror and comedy. And I, I yeah. do, I, I think after having seen it, I do rank it um amongst my favorite core ho- horror comedies. Right? I think Evil Dead Two and Shaun of the Dead kind of set a really unrealistic precedent for most movies. I think this one's as good as any of the rest that I've ever seen. And I i honestly have to say I was shocked. I was oh, giving myself, yeah, yeah. I was like, this will probably yeah, be blood. like, you know, like a one and a half, two out of five kind of movie. I uh-huh. really, really liked this movie. Very fun. Yeah, it sneaks the fuck up on you, right? You do not expect it to be what it is. Right. Um. So, Rachel, I, I thank you so much for bringing this movie. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> so You're so welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed it. <laughs>
0: all right rachel that's it for idle hands uh would you like to tell everyone one more time uh where they can find you online
1: yeah so you can find me on instagram and twitter i'm at vinyl girl g-r-r-r-l and yeah you can find me talking about just movie bullshit all the time on on both of those (laughs) platforms so yeah Yeah.
0: hey that's our beat no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, thank you again for making the time, Rachel. You're always one of our favorite guests. Uh, you're welcome back. Anytime Anytime you have other great 90s movies I missed, you're welcome back. <laughs> I can't believe
2: you missed this one, man. This, I, I this really feels thought you like, like seen it was
0: built before. for me, and I just I skipped it.
2: You know, there's, I really thought we had talked about it. I thought you'd seen it before.
1: There's a lot of good 90s movies that came out. They're really, especially in horror, like it really was like the rebirth of a whole new kind of horror. So it's it makes sense. It's easy. It's easy to, you know. You
0: can't see it all. I fucking try, man. Griffey's
2: such a big (laughs) Devin Sawa guy, so, you know, it's just. I'm
0: not not ashamed of that. I I didn't say (laughs) you were. I'm saying you are. (laughs) All right. That's it, guys. Remember, every day this month, a new horror movie because we've done Lost Our Minds. Uh, So we'll see you guys back tomorrow for another amazing uh, jaunt into the horror abyss. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you, Rachel, for your time. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. Bye. (laughs) Hi <laughs>